Hi, everyone. I'm CNN senior political reporter Nia Malika Henderson, in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. So here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, December 10th, 2020. After America's deadliest day of the pandemic, with over 3,100 deaths, President Trump reveals just how deep his abdication of duty goes. We'll discuss that. Plus, as unemployment claims continue to rise and key programs are due to expire, stimulus talks stall on Capitol Hill. And finally, President-elect Biden announces his trip to Georgia to campaign in the Senate runoff elections, his first campaign trip since winning the presidency. Yesterday marked the deadliest day of the pandemic to date, with the U.S. reaching over 3,100 deaths in just one day. That's more deaths than those suffered in the 9-11 attacks, and health experts predict this number will only keep rising. The FDA is meeting today, and if they grant emergency use authorization in the coming days, the first Americans outside of clinical trials could start getting inoculated. But instead of working to coordinate vaccine distribution as the FDA meets, President Trump, he's continuing on with this crazy, bonkers conspiracy theory about the 2020 election. And in case you missed the GOP's latest antics, there's Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. He filed a lawsuit on Tuesday to block the electors from different states, not in Texas, but electors in other states, the states of Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And those, of course, are the states that help secure Biden's November win. The court has given the four battleground states until 3 p.m. Eastern time Thursday to respond to this bonkers lawsuit that has no chance of being heard by the Supreme Court, much less decided on. Yesterday, Trump joined this lawsuit, essentially filing a motion to intervene. Now you've got Texas AG Paxson. He's going to visit the White House today. He is under federal investigation, and some people think that this lawsuit that, again, will be tossed out of court is really about him angling for a presidential pardon before Trump leaves office. This baseless Texas lawsuit that has no chance of being heard by the Supreme Court, it's asking the court to throw out millions and millions of votes that were legally cast by folks in different states that have nothing to do with the states that are actually filing this lawsuit. And you've got the president and much of the Republican Party are focused on this ridiculously undemocratic act rather than actually trying to tackle this deadly disease that has killed over 3,100 Americans and on pace to kill many, many more in the coming days and weeks. So here's what else matters today. So after it looked like there was actually some hope for the millions of Americans who are struggling out there, struggling to pay their rent, struggling to pay their bills, their car notes, all sorts of struggles, economic struggles that Americans are facing, the stimulus talks on Capitol Hill have stalled yet again. In some ways, this isn't surprising, but it is quite devastating for the millions of Americans that are struggling out there. Today, even as the FDA meets to consider the vaccine, you've got unemployment claims hitting their highest level since mid-September. Another 853,000 Americans filed for first-time unemployment benefits last week. And after last month's job report showed a decline in economic growth, 
It looks like things are going to only get worse, and this is just as the holidays are about to happen. More businesses are shutting down. Food lines are growing in states and cities all across the country. A lot of those folks have kids, so this is a massive, massive problem. And you've got Congress unable to get its act together and really address these concerns that many Americans are facing as they struggle to piece together a life and piece together surviving in this economic downturn. Meanwhile, negotiators in Congress barely seem like they want to deal with any of this, as many of the key economic programs keeping people afloat will expire at the end of the year. And with just over a week to go until the government spending deadline, the prospects of agreeing to, writing, and also voting on a massive stimulus proposal before Christmas are slim to none at this point, really. Still, Speaker Pelosi did express some hope in her press conference when asked about the stalled negotiations. So I don't share your view. Uh, Again, who knows? We'll see how it goes. But we do have to, uh, we cannot leave here without having a piece of legislation. And after, you know, sort of weeks and weeks of these negotiations and stalled negotiations that really haven't gone anywhere, it really is fair for all of us to ask at this point if these parties actually even want a deal. It's a complete and total mess. It's a disgrace. It's pathetic. And it has very real meaning for average Americans who are, again, struggling to meet their needs, their basic economic needs, in the middle of this pandemic, which is only going to get worse, according to all of the experts, over these next many weeks and months. The bottom line, people are on the ropes and their government is utterly failing them. And finally today, Biden goes to the peach state, Georgia. President-elect Biden is traveling down south next week to Georgia. This will be Biden's first campaign since being elected. And of course, as CNN and this podcast have been extensively covering, control of the Senate hangs in the balance of these two Georgia races and voters go to the polls on January 5th. And Democrats, for the first time in in a long time, have a real shot. Biden very much invested in this race, as are all Democrats, because if they are able to pick up these two Senate seats in Georgia, then that means he will have a very slim majority. You would have vice president-elect, who would be the vice president, as the tie-breaking vote, and so he could have an easier time getting his agenda. If they lose, of course, uh, this means Mitch McConnell returns to his job as Senate majority leader. Republicans, they are facing the prospect of running on keeping the Senate out of Democratic hands while the president isn't being much help. He's essentially running around. He was in Georgia saying again that this whole system was rigged, that it was rigged in that state, even as he encourages people to participate and vote in a system that he also has said was rigged. Trump campaign, they put out a statement from campaign manager Bill Stepien on Biden's trip saying, quote, While President Trump continues his legal battle challenging the election, it is still of the utmost importance for Republicans to retain control of the Senate. And of course, that's important for two reasons. First, the campaign manager is acknowledging that Biden is president-elect, something that a lot of Republicans haven't wanted to do. It also shows the absolute gymnastics that Republicans are going through uh, with these runoffs and the messaging from Donald Trump who's incredibly popular still in that state, even though he lost, his messaging about conspiracy theories and fraud and a rigged election and and rigged voting machines isn't helping. 
So that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.